Hey y'all, it's Crystal. And it's Samantha. And this is Serial Holic Sisters. <laughs> I had to move it closer to me. <laughs> Try that again. We can just we can just move past it. We we stuck. <laughs> I was just gonna let you go. Hey y'all, it's Crystal, so I could go like this. So you can start slurping your coffee. Yeah. Just like you. That's go okay. On. Um this is true crime shit, y'all. Serial Holic Sisters. <laughs> also i wasn't thinking when i got ready i was like oh let me go get my coffee and i got an iced coffee so people might hear my ice every now and then when i go get a drink <laughs> oh, mine is not a nice coffee and i'm actually almost out of it it makes me sad because going downstairs hurts <laughs> yeah i bet it does <laughs> i bet it does so people don't know but you know we we, we missed a week <laughs> they know that but we did I, it's my week. I actually had my notes ready, but we just had so much stuff going on. Um, I had some medical issues and I had to get surgery. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm home. I've been resting for several days, but, um, I'm still very sore. So going up and down stairs kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> my husband had a, had to help me upstairs and did he, Oh, <laughs> I really hope that he is not asleep by the time we are done with this. <laughs> I'll, I'll be stuck up here for hours. <laughs> I was going to say, you're just going to be hanging out up there all day. <laughs> no, no, I'll be Have right, they got but... you like a bell that you can ring when you need something? No, he's, he's honestly been like the best caregiver ever. I'm sure there's an app. He's just I'm sure done... there's a bell app you can download. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that because no. he's seriously been a saint. He has just done so much. He, the first night that I got home, he actually snapped at me for wanting to get up and like go to the bathroom by myself because he was just <laughs> petrified that I was gonna like he said he snapped you and, and I was like he did what where's he at <laughs> <laughs> no not like awful you know right. he was just like no you need to be careful so he's been he has been a saint I am so very lucky to have him although he did try to kill me the <laughs> the second day I don't think it would have killed you you would have been fine <laughs> <laughs> it's fine it's fine he just messed up he he handed me the wrong medication and luckily for me I know what the pills look like and I was like this is not right and he was like oh my god he felt awful <laughs> you would have been fine <laughs> it's fine it's all fine you but just wouldn't anyways. have it just wouldn't have helped with the pain like you needed <laughs> no it wouldn't have it is my week um I did choose I chose a different case so we're usually doing cases that, you know, are about killing or disappearing, but true crime doesn't just entail moita. Okay. True crime, and I mean, it entails any type of crime. That is um, true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you said it at the same time as me. <laughs> so um, I wanted to do something that was a little different this time. And we're pretty used to having like horror films and TV series being established from cold-blooded killers. Well, recently a new series has come out and it's called The Watcher. Okay, so, so I started watching that series and I got very frustrated. I got this, very frustrated and I gave up, I think after like three maybe. So the series, I will say the series was developed based off of an actual true crime right I knew related, that and that's um, why I started watching case. it because I was excited about it but it's funny I deep dived into it which I won't go majorly into the series just because it's out there for everybody to watch it's on right. Netflix 
but I did go deep dive into the series itself and they put, well, they changed the names, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but they put so much into this show that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And it was loosely based off of another case and right. stuff that was developed in the show. So it's kind of really cool to see like the making of The Watcher. But I thought it was just really interesting to to get into like the actual true details that came and established this, you know, developed series that was created but um Mm -hmm. I just thought this was a really neat case and even though it's not necessarily you know Moida (laughs) or anything right it's very creepy did you watch the series I have not um I read a lot about the series I I read about like a lot about the series I read how they came up with a lot of things Mm -hmm. I also read how um which I don't really go into it, so I can go ahead and tell you you guys this, but, like, the couple that this series is based from really fought to not have this um, storyline created as a movie or a series for a while. In fact, they went to court to stop it, and then eventually they finally said, you know what it's they're gonna do it anyways so they ended up selling the rights to the story to netflix oh who wow created the, the series yes um because it was i'll tell you it it caused a lot of distress in their life and yeah and, for sure i mean when when we get into this case and and i tell you all of the you know the background and everything that's happened i mean if this happened to you, you oh yeah be the same way i, I right. will say that so when this is over and we're done recording, I want to, when I started watching it, um, I took notes on my phone. So I'm going to read you these notes okay? and, and, and we'll just get your thoughts on that. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to get into it. Let's get into it. I'm ready. So in June of 2014 in Westfield, New Jersey, Derek and Maria Brodus came upon what they had believed to be their dream home. Um, it was this beautiful, huge six-bedroom home. It had Dutch colonial looks and was like on a safe and really quiet street in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. It was more than 3,800 square feet. It had almost half an acre of land. It was close to the school district, which was a huge plus considering they had children. And it was just perfect. It was perfect for their family. I mean, I'll tell you, if I found something like that, I would have been like, holy crap. I want this, you know, it, it is a beautiful right. home. Yeah. Um, and it took no hesitation to put in an offer and they put one in and it wasn't long before they purchased the home. Nice. So they had planned to raise their family in this. Um, everything was going wonderful, but before they could even adjust and move in to the home, the couple received some terrifying letters warning them that if they did live in the home, that their young children were going to be under constant surveillance. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the, I'd be the, like, yes, I'm constantly surveying them. Thank you. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, the person called themselves the watcher. Mm-hmm. So I am in this, in this uh, case, I'm going to read you what the letters actually said to, because I had to go and, 
and really deep dive to find some of these letters because there were so many different versions of it. Mm-hmm. But um, we're just going to go ahead and, and read the first letter. Okay. It okay, says, it. Dearest new neighbor of 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. No, because you said dearest and that creeps me out. I don't know you. I'm not your oh, dearest. It is, <laughs> it is very creepy. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? Oh. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Who am I? There are hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I'm in one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. The Watcher. That is vomitous. I hate every part of that. (laughs) First of all, if I got a letter like that, I'd be like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, actually, we can't move in. So we're going to (laughs) need to get out of this contract now. (laughs) So they were... Obviously, they were very uncomfortable. They were right. freaked out. Um, yeah. It just wasn't a, I mean, okay, that's weird. Why did I get this letter? Uh, we're just going to ignore it for now and continue trying to get ready before we can move into this house. I feel like I would not be able to ignore it. I feel like I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I would be looking out the windows wondering if anybody's watching me right now. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't be able to. So a week went by and nothing happened. So they were like, okay, maybe it was just like somebody playing a prank. Which is fucking rude, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's one of these like neighbors that is just, just hate having new neighbors or something. Right. (laughs) Trying to scare them away from moving in before they moved in. Right. And by the second week, they received a second letter. And it said... All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Do we not have blinds or curtains? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Who am I? I am the watcher and have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. So the letters grew more and more eerie and creepy. And it wasn't until he started referring to their children as young blood that they really started getting creeped out no and and one letter even stated do you need to fill the house with young blood i requested better for me was was your old house too small for the growing family or was it greed to bring me your children once i know their names i will call to them and draw them to me oh my god okay i did not bring you my children yes so These are not so for you. The watcher like started to send the letters, actually identifying them by name. Oh, he no. did. He did spell their surname incorrectly, so it was Maria and Derek mm-hmm. Bro- Brodus, but they referred to Maria and Derek in the letters as Maria and Derek Bradus. So it's still somebody that could be near, and just didn't know how to spell it. 
or didn't know how to pronounce it. How how did he know their name? So at first I thought, well, maybe he's like going through their mailbox when they're not home and getting their names. But if he's spelling right. it wrong, then I wouldn't think that. Right. Unless he just didn't remember how it was spelled. And Who knows? Exactly. So they received another letter and it said, I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Mm-hmm. You certainly say their names often. He even referenced like the children's birth order and nicknames. Oh my God. And he stated that they saw their daughter painting in an enclosed porch space saying, is she the artist of the family? Mm-mm. So obviously they started to get worried. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this is, this is super creepy. Um, I feel like I'd be going door to door in all the houses around me and be like, Hey, what's up? Who the fuck are you? Like, are you watching me? <laughs> right. They did reach out to the police after after receiving letters where they were like named in right. these letters. They reached out to the police. They told them, you know, they were it was really unsettling. They were very uncomfortable and they were afraid to move in because of the watcher. Like they have not moved in yet. They've just been doing like renovations. Oh. They've just been oh so oh my god so they're just yes. brought the kids they're still kids are playing while they're renovating and yes oh I don't know oh no so they dug into the history of the home which you know they they bought the home from the previous owners and so they did reach out to them mm-hmm. um, it was John and Andrea Woods and they asked them did you ever receive any freaky creepy letters or whatever right. and the couple was like. Well, we never received any letter, but when we were moving, we did. We did get one letter. Like when they were moving um, out? Yes. And they they were like, well, you know, we've lived here for 23 years and we just never, we never received any. So we just thought it was a prank and we threw it away. That's um, weird. This is why they never, they never told Derek or Maria about it. Right. I was about to get mad at them. Letters. I was about I to get mad at them and be like, why didn't you warn them? Like, what the hell? They've got kids. But they thought the same thing right. that Maria and Derek thought when they were purchasing mm-hmm. the home yeah. and they got their first letter. So they were like, I'm so sorry. They they felt really bad about it. And they were like, we just didn't, we didn't think anything of it. Right. So the couple went to the police together, meaning John and An- Andrea Woods and Derek and Maria. Okay. Yeah. To tell them to, you know, work we've been getting these letters and, and they did get one, but they never mentioned it because they thought it was a prank. Mm-hmm. And the police actually said, I need you to keep quiet because now all of your neighbors are suspects, mm-hmm. which is smart. It's if smart. you think about it, it's also terrifying. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's really smart if you think about it, because if you publicly announce that, I mean, that's what they want, right? You don't want to, you don't want to make them feel like they're succeeding and pushing you out the door. Right. Um, so now they're like, just act like it doesn't bother you. Just act like it doesn't bother you. And all your neighbors are suspects. So they did get another letter and the letter made the watcher seem very anxious for them to move in. Mm-mm. So the letter said, 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be afraid if I were them. 
It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. The fuck? No. Yes. Also, it's really, really creepy that you keep referring to the house like it's a fucking... I don't know how like to explain what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. It's like fucking Monster House. Remember that that movie? <laughs> yes. The cartoon. Yes. We watched it a lot when the kids were little. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't like that. It's not it's not its own thing that's very excited for me to move in and fuck well, you and your basement, because <laughs> we're boarding that shit up now (laughs) right they had only been doing renovations on the inside of the house at first because Mm -hmm. they were getting ready to you know move in well then they started to do renovations on the outside of the home and they received another letter but this one was a little angry in fact he was angry that they had started renovations on the home and even threatened them to stop or he would kidnap their three children what the fuck Yes. Bitch, this is not your home. Who is you? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with this house? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so obsessed? <laughs> so they received a letter and it said, the house is crying from all of the pain it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. It's like, girl, you so fancy. <laughs> <laughs> It cries for the past and what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old and so did my father, but he kept watching until the day he died. And now I wait and I watch for the day when the young blood will be mine again. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard. And now it has brought you to me, the watcher. Mm-mm. I, I would have left the I would have left the letter to the watcher and be like, roll up. <laughs> roll up. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, so let me show you let me show you who's about to watch you you're about to watch me from the ground bitch <laughs> so that letter makes me feel like he lived there when he was a kid because he says he roamed the halls when he was a young blood or whatever yes. or else he was just like a fucking delinquent that broke into the house all the time but um <laughs> can you not just look into the history of who owned it and who had a small child in the 60s that lived there i mean I would have. That's what it makes I me think. Have. But maybe maybe he was just a delinquent that broke in. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But yes. So the Brodus family decided that after they received that letter, that they just could not move into that home. There was no way. So they halted renovations. They didn't want to put their family in danger. And after getting letters referring to their children as the young blood, it was no hesitation at all for them to put the house back on the market. And it had only been six months after purchasing it. So Derek and Maria both went through major mental health issues um, with this. Like Derek went through um, depression from the amount of money they had poured into this house. Right. That's what I was thinking of. Mm -hmm. And Maria had PTSD. I mean, I would yeah. too. 
and they both struggled from um, paranoia because mm-hmm. of the letters. Like they were paranoid everywhere they turned. They were, you know, in danger. Right. Um, understandably. And they, right. And they even attempted, and this, this is sad because I, I'm sure I understand why, but I also feel really bad in this case, but they did attempt to sue the Woods family um, for not disclosing the letter that they received. Yeah, but, but the I mean, judge, right. I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, like, they I didn't. feel really bad. Um, the judge did throw it out because of lack of evidence. Right. I mean, they didn't have a letter. Well, they were unable to find a buyer um, due to the creepy letters because the couple did state that they didn't want to keep the letters a secret. They made a point to disclose this to anybody who seemed serious about the property that they had received these letters because they didn't want them to go through what they went through. Right. I mean, that's that's the ethical thing to do, but you're not going to sell <laughs> your house that way. <laughs> right. So they tried to sell it for several years. And they even explored the option of selling the land and tearing the house down. Oh, that would have really pissed him off. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But they couldn't do that because of the planning board and the local community because the house was such a nice home. They couldn't let it be be torn down. Um, If you're not aware, a a lot of states, in fact, will not do demolitions on a home unless it is a demolition home. So... Because this home was not in rough shape. Right. The planning board and the community said, you cannot tear that house down. Um, even I'd if be you- like, Well, then you buy it from me because- <laughs> Right. Well, that's, that's why they went through the planning board and everything because they yeah. were like, well, if you're not going to let me tear it down, then we need something. Well, in 2016, after a long planning board meeting, the Brodus family was in luck which because they had this meeting and they were like, oh, you can't tear it down. They were like, well, you're going to have to find somebody that can either buy it right, or rent it mm-hmm. because you can't tell me that I can't tear down my house. What if I felt like tearing down this house and building a whole new one on this land? Right. So that's basically the, you know, what they pushed forward with and they found some renters for the property. Did they disclose the letters to the renters? They- they did. A brave okay. family actually came forward and decided to rent the home and even said that the letters didn't bother them. Oh. And in between the time of them receiving the rental agreement, mm-hmm. the new couple received two letters at this point. Oh, wow. And it wasn't until the family actually moved in that the third letter came in and it was much more aggressive and creepy. Did these new renters have kids? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. It was just a couple. So the watcher showed how mad he was about the media coverage of the letters and told them, thank you for stopping the teardown to the new couple. Um, because there was media coverage about this, the original couples, the Brodus, um, right. Wanting to tear down the property because they couldn't sell the home. You know, they put it on the market after six months of purchasing it, weren't getting any buyers. They tried for years and nothing, nothing. So um, the watcher sent a letter to the new couple and it said, 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army's army of supporters barricading its gates. 
My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Oh. <laughs> maybe a car accident, maybe a fire, maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away but makes you feel sick day after day after day after day after day. Maybe the mysterious death of a pet, loved ones suddenly die, planes and cars and bicycle crashes and bones break. You're despised by the house and the watcher won. So this, so they thanked the first couple and then the second portion where it said maybe a car accident, that was referred to the Brodus family. So they were saying, this maybe this will happen to you because you try to tear my property down the fuck <laughs> he threatened to poison yeah. them do you hear that <laughs> yeah he threatened yeah. To, yeah. to kill them in a plane crash like how did you do that how do you orchestrate that <laughs> so that was like the nicer version um it was oh. creepy right yeah. mm-hmm. but that was the nicer version so the brodus family um they got a little bit worse like of a letter um okay he he had threatened them he called them vile and spiteful and got extremely pissed off and basically when people are looking into other suspects and they are like the ones wanting the attention Mm -hmm. and it isn't on them anymore like typically they they start lashing out and that's what they believe is because they did see media coverage going on and police were starting to make more of an appearance appearance to other neighbors. So the Brodus family did receive a letter before they were completely gone because they are the landlords of this home. Right. I mean, they own it still. Like, they couldn't sell it. Right. And he said, to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria, oh you wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me. One of one of those so-called neighbors who has no idea who the watcher could be, or maybe you do know, and you're too scared to tell anybody. Good move. Bitch, if I knew that, then you would be in jail right now. (laughs) Bitch. Bitch, you would not be in jail. First, I would, I would make sure that you were roughed up a little bit before you went to jail. Right. Also, I don't know if you went to jail for just sending threatening letters, maybe like a restraining order. I don't know if they would arrest you for that. It's at this point, mm, right? They they did make a threat to kidnap children, and I mean, that's true. That's true. So they are looking at like conspiracy as a charge. They could throw conspiracy as a charge, conspiracy right. to harm. Yeah, but but they're not going to get very much time. Right. They they may even get off with like probation. Right. Yeah. But this letter, however, didn't push the renters out the door like the watcher had hoped. He thought that, you know, all of these mean and vile letters and creepy letters were going to push them out the door. But instead, the renters were like, "Mm, can you just install some more security cameras and and we'll stay? And so they were like, yeah, sure. (laughs) And he's like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Why aren't you leaving? (laughs) Yes, basically. Yes. So throughout the years, there were a few suspects for who the watcher could be. Okay. Police continued to investigate and try to understand who was sending these letters and if they were like truly a danger to the families. 
Okay. It was hard because there were no fingerprints, no digital trail, nothing. There were, there was literally no proof of anything. Are these handwritten letters or typed letters? Um, I believe they were typed. Okay. I was just curious. They finally were able to put together a list of potential suspects. And one person they initially were looking into was the next door neighbor, Michael Langford. Okay. He had actually lived in his home since the 1960s. Okay. Yeah. He was like most grumpy older men, but they quickly ruled him out. And another suspect was another man living near the neighborhood that played a lot of video games that were violent. And his username was The Watcher. Oh, so at first I was like, okay, he played violent video games. So what? But then the username, that that kind of, yeah, that, that's and, a spish. <laughs> and we'll go into each of these a little bit more. They, they questioned this suspect for a while, but again, it was a dead end. It wasn't until they had received one of the letters and were able to pull DNA off of one of the envelopes, noting oh. that the DNA matched a female. It's a woman? Well, I don't know. I know. So they started <laughs> they started looking into Michael Langford's sister, Abby, who was a real estate agent, and even looked into Maria. But what? of course, that made no sense to them because why would Maria terrorize her own family? Right. No. But people and neighbors, you know, were convinced that she did this to get out from under the sale after realizing they couldn't afford the home. But again, that didn't make sense because the couple they they purchased the home from received one letter when they sold and moved out and right. Maria wouldn't have even known that prior to receiving letters herself. Right. So it just didn't make sense. So there have only ever been four suspects in this case, the gamer, Michael Langford, his sister, Abby, and the Brodus family themselves. So in the suspects list, this is what was discovered. So we're going to go into each of the suspects. Okay. We'll start with the gamer. So when the Westfield police were surveilling the house on one of the evenings that they were, like, after, you know, the Burroughs family was like, here's right. some letters, we're getting creepy. They they had informed them. They were surveilling the house. It was around 11-ish o'clock. There was a car that they noticed had stopped in front of the house. The car was traced back to a woman that had lived in a town nearby, but her boyfriend lived on the same block as 657 Boulevard. She was just visiting her boyfriend. The woman, but why they stop in front of the Brodus family home? I don't know. Maybe he they just lived in the same block. He didn't yeah, live that... there. So the woman was detained and brought in for questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and the woman was actually the one that ratted out her boyfriend. She said he was in some really dark video games. And she noticed that in one of the games, his like username was called the watcher so she was driving up to the house because she had heard about Mm -hmm. like rumors started you know she had heard the police watching this house and she wanted to make sure it wasn't him and was like kind of looking in to see you know would this be something he could see um and so police let her go and they reached out to the boyfriend the boyfriend actually agreed to be questioned by the police okay but he never showed up for the interviews. Oh. And they didn't have enough evidence to pull him in and force him to come in. Right. So he was never questioned. Well, that's frustrating. 
which is odd, right? It is. But I will say, if I had been a suspect on a case like this, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't continue be continue to send letters if I thought that I was under the gun. That's true. Yeah, so, because they would clearly be watching you all the time right. to make sure you're not. And the they kept receiving letters. Right. So, I mean, I personally, I'd be like, mm, I don't think that's him. Right. So, so it's very suspicious that he wouldn't it, go in. It is. And the watcher could have been just a weird username that they decided to use. And it just so happened to be what they used in a letter. Well, Who knew? I mean, they could have heard it on the news. Because yeah. this this was on the news at this point. So he could have heard it on the news and been like, oh, that's a really cool name for a username. Right. The next suspect, Michael Lankford. Mm-hmm. So this one to me is a little odd. Um, Michael was a neighbor of the Brodus family. Derek was actually the one that put him on the suspect list. He said that he had attended a neighborhood barbecue after the first letter. Okay. And Michael okay. just gave off some really weird vibes. So he had mentioned that to the police. He had lived in the house next door with his 90-year-old mother and had been there since the 1960s. Now, this is the same time the Watcher had said his dad had started being the Watcher. And Michael's father had died around 12 years prior to the letter that the Brodises had, which would put that portion from the letter stating he had been watching for the better part of two decades. Kind of, you know, hand in hand, Mm -hmm. 1960s, two decades. Right, right. And Michael was also known to like creep out neighbors by literally watching them as they would walk through their backyards and look through, (laughs) yeah, and like looking through their windows from his porch and stuff like that. So he was literally watching people. So perhaps he could be the watcher. (laughs) And police even noted that with the way that the houses are positioned, like him being the neighbor or whatever, Mm -hmm. that, um, his house would have been able to see the porch space that the daughter was oh, painting. That's so crazy. So the letters continue to pour through and police wondered if Michael would really keep sending letters after being interviewed. Most people would be scared of getting caught. Like we had talked about the gamer and Derek and Maria worked with the police and actually attempted to get a rise out of the Langfords by sending a letter stating that they were looking to demolish the house to see if they would get a response right away from the watcher but there wasn't any so there wasn't a response on the the demolition to the house until after that meeting with the community so police were like okay we're gonna see if this works because you know he'll be angry if you're right house so let's send this letter to them and and they didn't get anything but to me, that just says, mm, maybe he's fishing to see if they, you know, are trying anything first. Because I still find it very odd. Right. Then when DNA of a woman was discovered on one of the letters and Abby became a suspect, um, this is probably not an ethical way, but <laughs> police were able to get a water bottle <laughs> that Abby had used to compare DNA with the letter and they weren't a match. Okay. Okay. So he was immediately pulled off of the suspect list. But after years of battling the house and all the rumors, the Brodus family did stop trying to fight media exposure and movie requests. And they ended up signing their story to be released, letters and all. And I also 
read somewhere that the letters happened a few years after a man named John List, who actually did murder his wife. And I'm pretty sure I've covered John List. Yes. I, I was yes, say, I think I, I think we've done I think we've done an episode on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then he like vanished. Uh-huh. Well, this was this this happened in Westfield too. Oh. Um it wasn't it wasn't 657 Boulevard, but he couldn't be a suspect on this because he died in 2008. And okay. this didn't happen until after. But people were worried at, at first because right. they're like, Well, this is super weird. This like John List has come back and right targeting all his neighbors so unfortunately the case of the watcher house is still open nobody knows who sent the letters nobody knows who was sending letters netflix the people that that ended up buying the rights to the show and the series did i believe purchase the home oh really um i think i read somewhere that they purchased they actually purchased the home um as well and I mean, there's not, I, I haven't read that anybody's received any more letters or anything, but right. probably not because there's so much media coverage and it's, yeah. you know, a famous, it's a famous spot now right. <laughs> as an unsolved case, but it's, to me, it's just a really creepy. I mean, that, yeah, for sure. So creepy. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, what they, I would do in that situation because I obviously would not want to live there, right? So but then please, you know it would be hard to sell because I would also want to warn people that this happened. I wouldn't just be like, "Here's this lovely right. house; it's great, nothing bad's gonna happen," <laughs> right? And and so police, you know, they they took the gamer Michael Abby all off the suspect list. There was no proof of anything. There wasn't enough evidence, and then obviously they took Derek and Maria off the suspect list too because they had to put them as suspects just because there was DNA of a woman they didn't have anybody else but seeing how much um mental health issues that did you know come from all of this they knew that they weren't faking it they were seeing therapists and right working on trying to have a better life and and get out from under this creepy incident because I mean, anybody with children would worry about the safety of their children. Yeah, for sure. I mean, not just children. Even if you didn't have children, you were receiving letters as a couple. They would worry about the safety of themselves. But right, yeah, having children be a portion of that as well. I mean, it's terrifying. It's just yes. So that is the Watcher case. So creepy. So creepy. It's creepy. It's unsolved. Nobody knows. There's no proof of anything. And unfortunately, it is a dead end still. So anytime you guys watch the show, The Watcher, and you see some of the things that just don't make sense, just remember that the story was sold, but, you know, it's they still based. have to, it's, it is, it's based, like the, the portion of the letters and everything is very based, but they never, they never moved into the home. Right. Um, and there is, and there was not a murder. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of like the movie The Strangers. Remember that movie? Loosely yeah. based on a true story, but like the events yes. aren't exactly the same. And me and Danielle watched that for the first time. Like she watched it for the first time. It was, I forgot how good. I was like, it, you that, watched it for the first time? I watched that years ago. No, it was, she watched it for the first time. I forgot how much I liked that movie though. It's a good movie. And apparently I didn't know there was a, there's an, a second movie. I think I, think I said that. I think I saw that sometime. I don't know that I've watched the second one though. Well, we watched it after we watched the first one, and I, it was 
I was surprised at how how it was not I thought it was going to be you know just a crappy sequel to a horror movie right. um but but I I liked it I thought it was fun so Sweet. all right well good That's job great. with your case you're welcome <laughs> I'm if it gave you the creepy vibes, then there you go. That was my goal. <laughs> then there you go. I wonder if your husband's awake to help you down the stairs. I think he is. It's only 1124. <laughs> Although my daughter, uh, right before we, we sign off, I have to tell everybody it is Easter Sunday. It is. We Happy Easter, everyone. <laughs> Happy Easter. My daughter was so excited that she was creepy for me this morning. She woke me up at five o'clock this morning. Absolutely not. Right by my, right by my face. No. Mom. <laughs> and I, I kid you not, like it's, it's been so hard for me to sleep. So when I'm actually asleep, like I have been sleeping pretty well, mm-hmm. um, like deep sleep because it's been so hard. In fact, I took melatonin last night because I was hurting so bad mm-hmm. and it was probably one o'clock in the morning before I finally passed out. And her waking me up saying, mom, 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 right there. I, I go, ah, that I I woke up Dallas. He's like, what, what, what? I was like, what do you want? It's five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) She's like, can I get some cereal and watch TV? (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, go. I was like, just. Just leave the Easter basket stuff alone until we're awake. <laughs> right. I'm sure she did. I'm sure she didn't peek. Yes. Um, I'm sure she did. She right. didn't even get cereal. She just went in there and started watching, you know, TV in the living room or whatever. But I'm pretty sure she passed back out. But it was just, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's ter- That is also terrifying. It felt, like, it felt like, um, you know, when Hank Hill screams. <laughs> That's what it kind of sounded like. <laughs> That's that's how I felt. <laughs> Anyways, follow all the stuff. Follow all the stuff. Go to sierraholicsisters.com. Yes. See our Instagram, our facey space. You can send us a message. Just we ask them what's get, up. We <laughs> no. did get a couple um emails. We that did. I saw, I saw okay. that with some suggestions. So yes. We're gonna have to look so, into those. Yeah. And I think that's it, right? Well, yeah. Okay. Well, let's be, be awkward awesome. then. Okay, bye.